Hey guys, this is Danny. And this is Jenny Fuentes. And this is Dear Husband, Dear Wife. Yes, it is a podcast that is um, about an imperfect couple keeping mm -hmm. it 100% real. Um, where we talk about dating, marriage, and sex. Yeah, <laughs> all of it. Yes, it is unscripted mm -hmm. and it's centered in the truth. Yes, we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, the messed up, the shady, the pretty things, the beautiful things, all of it. All. Jam-packed. Yes. So thank you for tuning in and we get hope, ready. Yeah. We hope what? I don't know. We just hope. <laughs> we just hope. We just hope that you will enjoy just... the episode that you're about to hear. Yeah. All right, y'all. Enjoy. And hello, people. <laughs> hello. Hello. We are Welcome back. to Dear Husband, Dear Wife with Jenny and Danny. Yeah, we are the Fuentesis. I am Jenny. This is Danny. What? I have no idea what that means. Hello, everyone. We are excited to be back on an episode with just the Fuentesis this time. Yeah. No interview. It's actually... Just us. Just us. Good old D&J. Yeah. Yep. Danny and Jenny. Yep, yep, yep. Well, we are excited to be here. Um, thank you so much for being a faithful listener. We really appreciate your support. Um, and we thank you a lot, honestly, for um, being a individual who loves to just hear us. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we thank you. Um, if you haven't signed up for a newsletter, um, I'm just going to do a PSA out there, a public service announcement. Um, if you haven't signed up for a newsletter, I really encourage you to do so. We only send a newsletter once a month. Um, it has information on like when the episodes are going to drop, what topics we're going to be talking about, et cetera, et cetera. And some fun facts, some even some freebies sometimes and whatnot. So I encourage you to go to dannyandjenny.com and sign up for our newsletter. Um, it's actually once a month and rarely will it be twice a month. So yeah, we try to honor that too. So yeah, just encouraging you if you're a listener and you haven't signed up, totally encourage you to do so. All right, cool. So today's episode is going to be really um, one um, for the books, one that we've been kind of talking about with other couples, um, one that, you know, kind of stirred up a conversation. Um, if you've read, I'm trying to remember, what was the name of the book that that group was reading, babe? Do you remember? I honestly don't remember. Um, so we went to like a conversation with a group at our church and they were reading not the seven principles of marriage. I think it was actually, um, but, um, yeah, they're reading a book. It's a Christian book and I want to say, um, one of the biggest conversations that came up in that, oh yeah, no, no, no not the same principles of making marriage work. Um, I can't remember. I'll, I'll, I probably will figure it out by the end of the conversation. So just letting you guys know, probably. We just don't know. <laughs> Let's just say that. We don't know. Um, yeah. So um, the whole point was there was a conversation there, a question about what is, is there even a difference between marriage and cohabitating? Like, like why, why make a big deal if, if, 
you know, we choose to cohabitate versus getting married. And so, you know, I think this is a valid question. I think more and more studies have shown that the younger generations, actually a study by a research done by Pew, um, demonstrated and showed the data that younger people have um, a higher percentage of having a positive view towards cohabitating, but, but even Christians in that group actually said, oh, it's okay to cohabitate, especially if we're going to get married. And I think it's a tricky situation. I think we, you know, we want to address this because I think it's a big elephant in the room. We don't really talk about it, especially at churches. We kind of like, we kind of say, oh yeah, you know, like don't have sex before marriage. But the truth of the matter is, I feel like it's much more common, especially in big cities um, and in very liberal states, I would say, like California, to really fall into a cohabitating relationship and so we want to talk about that so babe just give us your point of view on cohabitating versus the benefits of marriage well this is just like my own thought it's it's not like a set in stone kind of thing but um i think i mean i understand why many people would feel like cohabitating makes sense before you get married because their question is probably like oh well what if it doesn't work out mm-hmm. but then my response to that would be well then why be involved with someone where you already assume it might not work exactly like that you know that in itself it's very contradicting like let me cohabitate with this person to see if we're compatible or if it's going to work and then you, you know, and then you do and yeah, maybe it doesn't work. And then you're like, ah, it didn't work. And then you try it again with someone else. Like it kind of takes away the excitement of, of commitment, mm-hmm. you know, of, um, for those that are, you know, getting married or, or about, you know, engaged, it just kind of takes the fun out of that. It's almost like having the it's like having the benefits to Costco without the actual membership. Ooh. You know, I, I mean, if, if you have like and that's kind of like the thing, like a lot of people that don't have the membership look to others to try to get the things that they need from Costco, because without that membership, they can't get it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that where it's like people that look to cohabitate is like asking to. Free to life. have the benefits of what marriage brings yeah. without being married. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's, it's it's just my thought. Like, I feel like it just, it kind of takes the fun away, you know? Yeah. And then it, and then it, it, at the same time, it belittles the, the concept of marriage, like the gift of marriage. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to add to what you're saying because I think what I'm hearing is marriage is something actually very sacred it's very it's something very intended to be something sacred and scripture talks about like um I love like I think we need to learn scripture because people like this is the truth the bible doesn't say explicitly like 
you cannot cohabitate. Like the Bible doesn't tell you that, but yeah, yeah. the Bible does gives us this model of like um, in Genesis of like therefore a man should leave his wife and they shall become one, right? And the truth of the matter is this: not leave his wife. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm tired. Yeah. Brain fart. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for catching that. Yeah. Uh, don't tell people to leave their wives. <laughs> that would be that would be bad. A man and a woman. Basically, a man would leave his home his parents yeah, his um, family to, and yeah, become one join, with his spouse yeah to join one to become one with his wife right and vice versa a wife would leave it so i'm gonna give you a little bit of um bible history here so that this makes sense so the reason why the bible does not specifically clear about like cohabitating um it's because in that time in the old testament and in the new testament that wasn't even an option that wasn't even like something culturally acceptable so in order to actually get married, a man would actually have to construct their house, construct an apartment, or get ready everything. And then immediately when that apartment was done, they would immediately begin the wedding celebrations, okay? And so, like, there was not even a conversation of, like, what if we want to move in together, right? That wasn't even an option. So when the Bible's talking about this, it's really talking about how, like, in that moment in time in history, it's talking about, like, the sacredness of the process of actually what it was like to actually get married. So you couldn't just ask for a hand in marriage. Let's say um, we had a daughter, and someone came and asked Danny for their hand in marriage. If we were living in the Old Testament and even in Jesus's time, we would, Danny would be like, okay, once you have your apartment ready and you've built it and you have everything solid for my daughter to go into marriage, then we can start the wedding immediately. And that's how it was. And that's why like there was this big concept of like leaving your family was a huge concept. It was like an honorable thing to do. Um, and then... Jesus talks about this also, and he kind of mirrors this with the church where he says, you know, like there's no such thing as like cohabitating with the church. In other words, you either choose to become one with Christ or you choose not to. You can't do this whole, I'm going to test it out with Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and be like, well, maybe I want to be in a relationship with Christ. Maybe not. It's like it's one way or the other. And Jesus models that. And Jesus, even in scripture, brings that up. And he says that. It's like, hey, like, you know, like, I'm inviting you to become one with me. And then he goes and says, and then when Jesus lives, says, hey, by the way, I am going to go and prepare a place for you. No one knows the day or the hour or the time. And this is exactly the mirror of what it comes to become the bride and the groom between Jesus and, and, the, and the church, capital C Church. So if we want to get very biblical and technical, basically the Bible really models for us what marriage really supposed to look like. Like it's not this whole idea of cohabitating. Um, and we try to like, um, I don't know, we try to say it's okay to cohabitate, but then then you get even deeper into scripture and then Jesus and even Paul says it and like Paul writes about like fornication. And the truth of the matter is this. I think Danny made it very clear. When you choose to cohabitate, let's be real, like sex is part of cohabitation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like a lot of couples are going to say, oh, no, I'm not going to have sex. But the truth of the matter is like 
You're you going to probably start off not having sex. It's going to happen. But yes, it's going to happen. Even couples who don't cohabitate fall into that when they're not careful. Yeah. So it's like the truth of the matter is like, why are you going to put yourself in a position that it's going to tempt you to fall into fornication? And mm-hmm. let's call it for what it is. Biblically speaking, it does call it sin. So is it sinful to cohabitate? No, the Bible is not specifically clear about cohabitation. But it is a sin to fornicate, whether you're cohabitating or not. You know, um, is it a sin to cohabitate? No, but the Bible is very clear of how marriage should look like, and it, it's really like yeah. becoming one once you choose to actually enter into that covenant. Yeah. And so, I guess the question then comes: like, what is the advantage then of making it official? What's the advantage of making marriage official? What are your thoughts, babe? Um, I think the one of the advantages that I can say is that um, you have this, uh, you do have that sense of commitment. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just, uh, hey, what do you call this thing? What do we call it? Like we're just we're doing all of this, but you know we're not married or we're not, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend. Or, like you, you have this sense of of identity as to what your relationship is what your marriage is when you know you're doing things the way you're supposed to that's that's not to say that for everyone else that's in a relationship that has you know that doesn't have god in the center that it's less than that Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you have the option to choose whether you want a relationship that's godly centered Mm -hmm. or if you want a relationship by your own definition Mm -hmm. I think, you know, like a lot of people can ask the questions like, oh, I, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty solid. We're in a really good area. Why? Why what, ruin why that? Why ruin it? Or right? why, why, cha- why change it? Why change it if it's good? Because it's not. It's incomplete. Yeah. And that's what it that's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's incomplete. Yeah. It's like. Like, what if what if God was just what if God just shows up every now and then? Mm-hmm. Or what if God like, you know, what if God says, well. I don't know what to call you guys. I mean, it feels like you're my children, but you're really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I guess you can call me father, but I'm really not. Yeah. I mean, we're just here. Uh-huh. We're just, you know, why, why ruin this? Why change this? Mm. No. Like, you know, call it for what it is. Is this a marriage? It's a marriage. You know? Yeah. Are we behaving like married people, yet we don't have that? Mm. You know, that's why, like, I encourage, you know, I've... And we have friends. Like, I have friends that are, you know, living that lifestyle where they live with their boyfriends or they live with their girlfriends. And they literally do everything that married couples do. But it's it's strange how... When you when you get to when you get to have those conversations of of something deeper in regards to where they're at or what they're looking forward to or how they've you know how their journey has been, you can always tell that there's something missing and they themselves don't even know what it is. Yeah. You know, but it's just a simple fact that you're trying to live or you're trying to obtain something that was God made, but it's fake. 
It's yeah. like when you go out and you buy fake stuff, like a fake brand, fake brand of the most expensive things. Like there's only one type of Gucci. Like you know what that is. You know what Prada is for all you women that are into this. <laughs> Are into these things. You women know the Louis Vuittons and the Gucci's and the Pradas and and just like the night the men who know the Nikes versus the yeah, Nikes, like you right? can tell. And for the guys that are crazy sneakerheads, like you know which ones are the real sneakers and which ones are the fake ones. They look identical. The fake one will always look almost as equal to the original, but you never take the fake because. It is not the original. It's not the good quality. Yeah. And I think that's what it is true. I think sometimes when we look at marriage, you know, scripture has a lot to say about both marriage and about um, sexual immorality. So the truth of the matter is, it's like scripture is very clear about like how marriage is something sanctifying, something pure. You know, in fact, um, the Bible is really clear about how like we are meant to, you know, keep the, the marriage sacred, right? And And we see that in in Hebrews, right? But in addition, like, um, we also have to realize that marriage is the reason why marriage requires us to take a deeper step of a contract is because there is something greater to lose once we are committed to that. Yeah. And I think... And that's everybody's fear. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about cohabitating, it's really the, I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it for what it is. And I'm sorry if I offend you at this point. Offend people, babe. But the truth, thanks, babe. But the truth of the matter is this. It's like, if you are cohabitating, you are technically weak. Like, in other words, I'm calling you a weak person because, in other words, you're saying, like, I don't have the strength or the capacity enough to be loyal to this individual. And mm-hmm. if I see something mm. that I don't like, I'm just going to bounce. I'm just going to take off. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, that's a cheap relationship. Yeah. Like, it's really, really... There's no respect, technically. We can't call that respect. Because in other words, you're not respecting the individual that, quote-unquote, you love mm-hmm. by staying committing and fully seeing it all the way through. And the truth is, is that even though, like... It, it's hard to it's hard to say this, but the women are the ones that end up losing. Of course, you know, and so not to be gender like yeah, bias, but yeah. the truth of the matter it is, it's the truth. And the guys are the ones that don't really lose anything. I would say though, guys end up losing too, no matter what, because then that's saying an excuse. That's making an excuse to say, well, guys can continue to cohabitate and women shouldn't. The truth of the matter is, both parties lose, because the Bible says that when we Become one, we become one. Like, if I have sex with you and you have sex with me, you're already tied. There's soul ties happening. Yeah, but if I, wa- if I walk away, I honestly don't lose much. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Culturally. It's, yeah, yeah. Culturally, I don't lose anything. You do. I don't. Because I can do this again with someone else. And if that doesn't work, I can do it again yes. with someone else. But, then you guys, you, then but, as, you for, to- but as for women... Yeah, women can do it too, but the value diminishes. Of course. That's and what they call so, it. It's easier to call a woman, and excuse my language, it's easier to call a woman a whore 
than it is to call a man a man whore. And in fact, if you're a man whore, sometimes a lot of the times men take pride in that, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, I've been sitting yeah. around. But God forbid you call a woman a whore, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, like she's a whore. Yeah. She's up there with so many men. So the truth of the matter is, yes, to some extent, women do um, have a lot to lose. But I genuinely believe that so do men. I genuinely believe that the soul ties, the women that you had sex with before, mm. does and did end up affecting our marriage. The women mm. that you ended up having sex with, you know, to some extent, you carried that into our marriage. So mm-hmm. it ends up affecting you no matter what. In the end of the uh, in the end of the day, like at the end of the day, don't get mad at me, babe. I'm not mad at you, baby. I'm not. I'm not. I promise. <laughs> don't I'm just, yell I'm just, at me. I'm just fired up. You know, like I think this is a passionate subject for me because I think. There is that, um, I think as Christians, we have kind of accepted that cohabitation is okay. Especially especially the dangers of like, we're going to get married. We're engaged. We might as well start cohabitating. I I remember I heard this in a, in a preaching song. This was like years ago. And um, it actually, it, it stuck with me because I didn't think about it the way that it was said. But it made it made sense and I felt like it was true. But... I remember the pastor had said, you know, like he was talking about like just again God God gifts, godly gifts, gift you know, God's gifts to man, marriage, love, all all of those things. And he said that everything that God does, he does it in order. He's mm. like, There's an order when it comes to marriage and yeah. how you go about that. There's an order when it comes to just a lot of things in life. But he specifically he was talking about marriage and I remember he said but in but in this world, he said it's backwards. It's <laughs> yeah. backwards. We love doing things backwards. Right? Everything is backwards. He said, in God, you you find someone, you're interested, you get to know them, you build a friendship, you build a relationship. Then comes marriage. Then comes the kids. Mm-hmm. He said, he said, in this world, you move in together. Sometimes you do you every. You, sometimes you have the kids. He said, you move in together, you have kids before you get married, then you get married, and then after that you become friends mm. when it's all over. Yeah. And it's just like, it made me think, and I was like, oh, wow, like, that's so true. Like, you know, people have this misconception that, oh, because it, it's working out, or it's been working out for the last, whatever, couple months, couple years, that, oh, we should take the next step to do this and then do that. So it's like... But what they don't realize is they're kind of moving backwards. And then when it falls apart, if and when, they're asking themselves, what happened? I don't even know what happened. Or, I, don't know, I don't know how I ended up here. You know? Where well, research does show that couples who cohabitate are actually more, uh, more prone, prone to, to getting divorced. Getting divorced. So well, there's there a it high is. rate of divorce. Like that's been research yeah. after research after research. Like there is like so much research. Yeah. So if you want to Google this, you can totally Google this. You want to Google the crap out of yeah, this? Like, you Google the crap out of it. Which is the reason it. as to why that's another reason. It's like it's such a God thing, you know, like it's yeah. like it's like, It sounds know? exhausting. Well, not only that, think about it this way. Think about it this way. The truth of the matter is this. It's, it's like God is so loving and so kind. Like he tells us, he warns us, hey, like, look, dude, don't do this. Like, seriously, you know, um, you don't no. want to do this. You don't want to get into this. You don't want to you don't want to live your life this way. I don't you know, because then what happens? It's like, honestly, the wages of sin, you know, it like ends up falling upon you. Not because God is like, well, you screwed up. I'm going to go ahead and punish you. Naturally, sin leads us to like disappointment. 
It really does because of our flesh. I think that it's like, and I'm just thinking about this, but a lot like it's, I can see why a lot of people would feel like, oh, God's punishing me because I'm doing this wrong or mm-hmm. I'm doing that wrong. But I don't, I don't think it's so much like, oh, God's punishing me. I think it's just the simple aspect of everything that you do outside of what I made is not good. Yeah. Therefore, it because be. it's not good, you're going to receive anything and everything that's Ooh, not good. You're preaching right now. Yep. They should put this in the Bible somewhere. <laughs> yes, you know, make no, a little, that's so true. make a little room. I love put, what you no. said. I love what but you said. I think, and that you should I'm, say it again. But I think like, that's what it is. Like it's just, every, like you know, God made what He made good, good. So if you if you do if you live if you if you choose to if you choose to walk. In everything that is good, in obedience, then you will only see good, good things. Yeah. But if you choose to live outside of that, then you will only see things that are not good. Because you, reap, yeah. because you can't expect God to function in areas that He doesn't belong in, and yeah. everything that is not good are areas that he's not involved in. Yeah. Which is why they're considered to be not good because God is good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, unfortunately, because of our sinful nature, we are going to screw it up. We are. One way or another. We are. We're human beings and we're not perfect. Yeah. And that's where the grace comes in. So, like, if you're listening to this message right now, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking, well, I'm cohabitating right now, there, there is an opportunity for you to have a deep heart conversation with the individual that you are in and to rewrite, yeah. rewrite your story. You don't, you know, yeah. like, God is willing to forgive. He's so gracious to yeah. forgive. And he's willing to bless, you yeah. know. And, like, the Bible even says it. Like, once you repent... And you choose to actually genuinely repent and turn from your evil ways. Scripture says, I will no longer remember mm-hmm. those sins. I will like yeah. cast them to the deepest end of the ocean and they will never resurface again. Yeah. That's how much God loves us that he's saying this is your second chance to make things mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So if you are cohabitating right now, I mean, we encourage you to want to repent and to look at things differently and to really choose well, to take to reconsider, yeah, like, to take the time to really sit and think if this is if this is what you assume you are, you were made for exactly. Because I, it's it's hard. It it also reminds me about my mom. Remember, remember when my mom moved in with with pretty much her boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, and it's like I remember she invited a couple people to come and pray for the house because you know Jose got the house and it was a bigger house and. It they was, it was, up. they ended up breaking up. Think, thankfully enough, my mom wasn't crazy enough to sell her home because that was the route that he was kind of pushing for. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's not to say that he was a bad guy. Like he, no. he actually did care for my mom, gave her whatever it is that she wanted. Yeah, he was sweet. I remember that. Very kind, very nice. But again, he, he didn't understand that when it came to doing things in God's order, there was a specific process. Yeah. 
And so just like anybody that doesn't want to do the process, where do you, where do you turn to? Mm-hmm. The shortest, fastest route. Because mm-hmm. nobody wants to take the long way. And I think that's a great example to even say like, like for those couples who are like, well, we're cohabitating because financially it makes sense. We're not sexually active, but financially it makes sense. The truth of the matter is like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like you're like the, pro, the, the if you're if if you're telling me that your 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 lifestyle right now is a transaction, that's pretty sad. Mm. That is pretty sad. Yeah. To say that, oh well, it makes financial you know financially it makes sense. Blah blah blah. We save this. We save that. Wow. Wow, you're you're living and you're breathing in a moment of your life where you are simply a transaction to someone else. Elaborate more on that because I'm, I'm well, just a transaction. I mean, that's what that's what people are kind of doing. Like, yeah. you know, like that's the that's the thing. That's the you know the way to go. Like some people literally do do that. Like, mm. oh, it makes you know sense financially. You know, this person's making that much. That person's making that much. Life is expensive. Yada yada yada. Like, it's you know. At the end, still, it's 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 an excuse. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't consider yourself to be just a person that's in a transaction, and then because of that, it's okay, quote unquote, to to do certain things or to live a certain way because you feel like, oh, well, how else am I supposed to live, or how am I, how else am I supposed to get by? Well, even even research shows that people who move in together because it makes financial, quote unquote, financial sense, like financially. Um, 60% of those couples don't end up staying together. Yeah, because again, the I mean, the, the sole purpose of that or the foundation becomes finances. Yeah. So if you take that out of the equation, there's nothing else. Yeah. And you I have think, nothing. I think that's the scariest part is because, to be honest with you, finances is probably one of the biggest, and if not one of the biggest challenges that and hurdles that couples who are married need to learn how to work out. You know, yeah. and I think that's why couples end up breaking up who are cohabitating because yeah. it's like, I don't have to be committed to this person anymore. But the truth of the matter is you're eating dinner with this person. You're cooking, you're doing laundry together. You're sharing the show. You're sharing basically the chores. You're, you know, you're, you're basically a couple, but without the quote unquote physical benefits, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Right. But the truth of the matter is even at that point, uh, let's be real. Physical boundaries are going to be crossed, you yeah. know? And so, at the end of the day, you so end up doing shit, exactly. Yeah, whatever reason yeah. you have to be cohabitating, it's never going to really turn out good for you. Research actually yeah. shows that. Not Jenny and yeah. Jenny. Like we're research. we're literally just reiterating what's already out there. Yeah, it's basically saying <laughs> you are either a gonna end up not together before getting married, like you're yeah. gonna break up and you're never gonna get married. Or B, you're going to end up getting married and the chances Mm. of you getting a divorce are very, very high. That is not to say, and I get that, that is not to say that some people who have cohabitated and are still married and they're happily ever married, that is a very, very minimal percentage. And the truth of the matter is, why would you risk it even? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you're you're not guaranteed to be the five percent. Yeah. You know? And so like I, I, I that's why like this is why we we encourage couples that we've mentored, couples that are engaged, yeah. we mm-hmm. highly encourage not getting yourself in a position where you are cohabitating. 
Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is, it's 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 leading to a very high risk, mm-hmm. and you don't like to invest. We don't. We are hum- creatures of habit, and we hate investing in high risk. We just do. If if people tell you, hey, don't invest in this because it's going to fail. Or your chances of it failing are about 90%. Are, are pretty high. Yeah. You are not stupid. You're not going to invest in that. Correct. So it's the same thing with marriage. Like it's it's simple. God is telling you the answers. Hey, if you do it my way, you're going to reap the benefits. These are the benefits. If you do it your way... This is what you're looking at. So it's just pretty simple. But unfortunately, like you said, we are creatures of habits and we all like to drag our faces across the floor until we realize that truth was spoken. And then after a lot of hurt, pain and sorrow and many tears, then we're like, oh, yeah, they were right. Yeah. And then you change. Yeah. Skip the hurt. Skip all the pain. Save yourself the drama, the crying, the the long nights of crying and and all that heartache, and just do it the Lord's way. Yeah. Last but not least, if you think about it, it is if marriage is so sacred, Jenny and Danny, it like, or, or sorry, let me rephrase the question. Someone may be saying that why is marriage so sacred? Like, what's the whole point? If marriage is not sacred, then why is it that it is the only contract that cannot be renewed? Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Think about it. I mean, it. you have, have all you have all these other licenses that you have to renew on. Whatever, uh, a daily basis, basically, or biannually, or annually. You have to keep up, like for example, like yeah. uh, as teachers, we are licensed, but yeah. we have to keep up with professional development, constantly mm-hmm. working on this. You know, but yeah, the marriage license is the only license that you cannot renew. Yeah, once you have it, it's it's solid forever. Yeah, why? Because again, that's how much even society and history. Biblical and non-biblical history. I'm a social studies teacher. I can tell you this. Tribes, generations, the world, world, world history has always viewed marriage as something very sacred. sacred. It's a covenant. Yeah. And you don't break a covenant. No. You're not supposed to break a covenant. Yeah, you shouldn't. That's a, yeah, that's a, you're right. Like for those of you that are are afraid to make that commitment, the thought of, or the fear of losing something. Yes, you're correct. Absolutely. That's the whole point. 100%. That is exactly the whole point. And if you're not ready, then why even? And if, and if your, and if your heart is, is leaning toward, oh yeah, I'm afraid because what if it doesn't work out? Then yes, that should tell you that you are not in a position to make that kind of decision at the moment. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know. Yeah, and I think there's so much that you need to take into consideration before you choose to say I do. And there is so much to take into consideration before you choose to say, yeah, I'll move in with you. Like, yeah. really, really consider that. So if you're in a position right now where you're dating someone and you're like oh yeah the idea of moving in sounds very 
um, romanticizing and whatnot. And if you're um, an, a romantic reader novel, I'm just going to say put, that, put this out there. So many novels, because I'm guilty. I love to read some romance novels, to be honest with you. Um, a lot of these romance novels for women, I'm going to speak to women specifically right now. If you're one of those, even the writers, the authors, usually in these romantic situations of a book, couples who are cohabitating end up either, one of them ends up cheating on the other. And that is so sad. That just goes to tell you yeah. how society views cohabitation. is not taken seriously. So why would you even cohabitate? Yeah. So if you say you love someone then you're willing to wait and you're willing mm -hmm. to make that commitment seriously and you're willing to say, I'm going to step into a covenant with you. Yeah. I am committing my life to you for the rest of my life. Yeah, and again, making that decision is implying that you are aware of what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Well, well, Danny, you know, it's she's just too much, man. This and this and that, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And, I mean, I get it. We all have stuff. We all have things that the other person won't be okay with or won't like. Granted, there are things where it's like, okay, this is a this is a flag. Maybe we should, you know, slow slow things down. But for the most part, marriage is is exactly that. It's not perfect. It's not supposed to be. That's the whole point. It's not supposed to be perfect. Yeah. You know, but the point is is that you you have you have an emotion so strong that you can look at that and say, even with all of that, I still want to be with you. Because at the end of the day, it's exactly the same thing. It's the same way God sees us. He looks at us, he looks at us and he says, you have all of this that I really don't like. Yeah. And I can snap my fingers and end you right now. Yeah. But he doesn't. He looks at you and he says, but you know what? I still love you and I want you to be with me. Yeah. In spite of all that, let's do this journey together. Mm -hmm. Let's walk this journey, you and I. And that's what marriage is. That's what it is. Yeah, it's model after Christ. Yeah. It's really, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we kind of spitballed a lot of information probably yeah. to digest, but we just wanted to put that out there because I think it's a valid question. I mean, so many Christians are doing it now and the truth of the matter is it's sad, you know? Again, it's probably more prevalent and common in very metro center um, cities or liberal states and whatnot. Probably if you live in the South or, you know, if you live in these small countries, you might be like a little bit more um, prone to not cohabitate. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it doesn't happen also in these very religious or red you know, quote unquote, um, political views, like conservative views, um, states, you know, people are cohabitating now and that's mm. the truth. Yeah. And it's becoming a very common thing in the church. And so, um, we just want to put that out there because I think it's so important to realize for you to weigh out the pros and the cons of cohabitating. And we're just putting it out there. And the truth of the matter is if you're willing to risk and gamble something very high, man, not kudos, but like, seriously, like, what are you thinking? It's what I'm with. It's like yeah. something that I would probably say to a best friend of mine, you yeah. know, that was willing to do something like that. You know, we would never gamble if it's high risk. So why gamble it in the first place? Like really just commit and, you know, pursue what God really wants for you. Again, the Bible, like I said earlier, the Bible's not specifically saying mm -hmm. do not cohabitate, but the Bible 
speaks a lot about marriage and the Bible mm-hmm. speaks a lot about sexual immorality. Yeah. And it's very clear about those two things. And so we encourage you to read the Bible, ask the questions, yeah. you know, like it is a valid question to ask. Well, if yeah. the Bible is not saying to not cohabitate, then why shouldn't I like ask, go ahead and get in a journey, you know, yeah. like ask or, the Lord. Yeah. Or ask, you know, like, Pray about it. Pray about it. Talk to someone that you trust. Yeah. That you can journey with this together, you know, or or reach out to us, you know, and like the truth of the matter is like, we're, nope, we're, don't do that. <laughs> don't, no, nope, don't reach out to us. Just kidding. So, so like we are here for you, but we're also like wanting to push the boundaries and to make you feel uncomfortable. And if we did, yeah. if we did see that as love, yeah, as love and also like the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart. Yeah. Again, we only we only share, you know, our experiences, what we've learned, and we just reiterate them and that's it. And we just we just hope and desire that others will will just take whatever it is that resonates with them. Yeah. We don't expect this to be something that changes your entire life and whatnot, but Yeah. Hey, as long as one person picks up and you know, learns something then that's more than enough. Amen for us. to that. All right, y'all. Well, this was it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Sorry if you got upset. And if you don't listen after this, that's okay. Yep. Um, We love you. Yeah, we care for you. We just want the best. we want the best for all couples. Yeah. That's our want. We want to bring back the original concept of what marriage is. Yeah. True love and happiness. God-centered. Always. That's that's just that's literally the only thing that we want. And again, if you are if you are already cohabitating and you're like, Man, this this like sucks. I'm hearing this message. We yeah. want to like first and, and foremost, we're not trying to judge. Exactly. We want to first and foremost and I thank you for saying that bit, because I that's what I was gonna say. Like we want you to know that we're not judging you. Yeah. What we want you to do is probably this is a great opportunity for you to sit down with your partner and to be able to say Hey, talk about it. Let's talk about this. Like, what are we doing? What is it that you guys truly want? Yeah. And have that conversation. Look at the data and say, look, like us continuing to cohabitate does. It's a higher risk of divorce. It's a higher Mm. risk of us breaking up. Have that conversation. Either either get married. (laughs) Well, don't just get married because it's the option or, well, I guess we got to get married. No, no, no. Don't don't do that. Like, sit down. Have the conversation and and truly find yourselves coming coming to terms with what you're really looking for. Yeah. And I feel like you would be surprised, you know, and mm-hmm. both good and bad. Yeah. You know, both good and bad. Sometimes you have a conversation and then it you does and then you you real you realize and it's you were never in this yeah. stage to begin with. And then for others it's different. It's it's a it's a more positive outcome. Like yeah. it we're not here to say it's going to be bad every time. No. Yeah. You know? And so, again, at the end of the day, just, you know, take the time to pray. Take the and time there's, to... There's always opportunity for growth and redemption. Yeah. And have that conversation yeah. with your significant other and, and see where that takes you. Yeah. So, all right, y'all. All right, guys. Thank you again. Have a good one. We'll, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Hey guys, thank you so much again for listening to the episode and for tuning in to the podcast. Again, I hope that um, the episodes and the podcast um, are encouraging 
I hope that it brings you guys new light, new perspective, uh, a new approach to the marriage, to marriages, to relationships. Um, we hope that it gives you guys the right tools to be able to move forward and how it fits best for you. Yeah. And if you have any questions um, or you want more details, just go ahead and follow us on Instagram at our Instagram handle, which is Danny and Jenny, or email us at contact at dannyandjenny.com. We look forward to, to hearing next, from you. Yeah. yeah. And to the next episode. Awesome. All right. Take care. Adios.